Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, I'm Sean Callahan, And hi, I'm Mark Shank. Now, Mark, I believe you've been listening to an interesting podcast. It's sort of sparked today's story. It's a story that changed my mind. Hey, love that. I was in the car and Sarah said she'd been listening to something about a universal basic income and how this was a, a possibility. And I just went, sure, I'm happy to listen to it, but that's not going to happen. That's ridiculous. I've quickly learned that a story can change your mind because this uh, is from a, a book called Utopia for Realists by a guy called Rutger Bregman. And back in the 1960s, the late 1960s, Richard Nixon, who is a Republican, not a right. Democrat, yes. proposed a, a, a modest basic income that f- would apply to everybody in the United States. In 1968, the year before, five of the leading economists in the US wrote an open letter to Congress saying that this was the responsibility of the government of the, of the US. It was signed by 1,200 other economists. That's amazing. It is. It's amazing. What? And it's for something that I'm going, what? Economists don't do this. <laughs> Nixon saw this as possibly the biggest, you know, his big contribution. Right. And uh, in 1969, proposed legislation uh, for this modest uh, basic income, and it went to Congress, and it passed through Congress, and it it wasn't passed by a narrow margin. It was passed 243 votes for, 155 against. Wow, that's that's a big margin. It's a big margin. Went to Senate, and it was knocked back by the Senate. It was rejected by the Senate. Right. Why? Well, because the Democrats believed that the achievement of a universal basic income was completely inevitable, but they wanted a higher start point. So they wanted the dollar figure upped initially. Right. So they knocked it back in the Senate. Uh. A year later, uh, went back to the Congress again, again, voted through, again, blocked in the Senate. Oh, really? God. And I find this completely amazing because Nixon is not somebody that you associate as a people you know as a person for the people yeah yeah that's um, very true and the possibility of this basic uh, income was maintained until about 1978 because there were four big experiments being done in the in the US right. over this time where where in different places people were given a, a modest basic income and it was showing very good results but then in 1978 there was some research done into an, some analysis of results from Seattle that showed that the, the divorce rate amongst the people who were receiving the basic income had increased by 50%. Hmm. And even the Republicans then sort of went, oh, oh, we can't have this. And it kind of went by the wayside. Is that right? Of course, 10 years later, somebody did some analysis of that analysis and found out it was a statistical error. There was no increase in divorce rates. Oh, oh no. Yeah. And there's a huge body of research about this. England, uh, Finland, India, South America, Africa. But probably the most significant experiment was done by Canada. And in uh, 1974, they picked a town called Dauphin, which is just northwest of of, uh, Winnipeg, 13,000 people. And they guaranteed a basic income for those people. It meant that about a third of the population got a check in the mail each month, no questions asked. Right. Just got to check. Yep. Essentially, it was about taking everybody had a minimum wage of about 19000 
dollars. Okay. Yep. Now the the people who are against the idea, including me, well, basically the the one of the objections is that people would just stop working, and this totally Kick didn't back happen. And uh, you know, yeah, get on the just, Xbox. Yeah. Now, the experiment in Dauphin ran for four years, and then there was a change of government and a change of federal government in yeah. Canada, and they went, wow, we're paying for two-thirds of this. No way. And they just cut the funding. Oh. No funding for research. There was no analysis done of the results. What? So four years of research, and they didn't analyze the, the data. Re- the, the data. Oh. 25 years, that data was basically lost. 2,000 boxes have been stored somewhere, and it was in 2004, the researcher in, in Canada, yeah. uh, uh, Evelyn Forger from University of Manitoba heard about the Dauphin experiment and went looking. It took her five years to find those boxes. And when she did the analysis, which by the way took three years, right, 2,000 boxes obviously. Yeah, yeah, it's a big job. So whichever way she cut it, her, her assessment is that the Dauphin experiment, universal basic wage, was a resounding success. So some of the stats, yeah. hospitalizations were down 8.5%. That alone nearly covered the cost. Right, yeah, of, exactly. Of, yeah. Right? We, Think how much in healthcare. Yeah. There was less violence, less domestic violence particularly. Kids did better in school. Mental health was sig- significantly down. There was no evidence of people working any less. And, and young people were putting off getting married and the birth rate decreased. Wow. So kind of counterintuitive. Yeah. Yep. And... I guess what it revealed is that at the end of that story, I was in agreement with uh, with Rutger Bregman. Poverty isn't a lack of character; it's simply a lack of cash. <laughs> That's nice, isn't it? It's it's such a great I don't know illustration of you know an I, a big idea, right? That maybe on the surface of it, people quickly jump to a particular perspective, but once you start to and hear the full unfolding of it and where it's been tried out and, you know, the things that people have learned from it. It just makes so much sense. And that the reality, well, that a universal basic wage was so close to being a reality. Yeah, and that's that's a pretty remarkable element of that, isn't it? You know, I wonder, it what's the me. chance of it getting through these days, I wonder? Well, with people like Bregman putting this, uh, portraying this story out there, there's a, a lot more talk. So, well, maybe there is a chance... But hopefully there'll be some experiments at least. Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. And in fact, there was one in England in 2009. Yeah. And uh, 13 homeless men who had been homeless for 40 years, something like that. Yeah. They were given £3,000 a year each. Is that all? Yeah, The Economists, or sorry, The Economist yeah. uh, published. As, the, yeah, yeah, as the, in the magazine. As in the magazine. Yes, yeah. uh, the savings were £350,000 they saved. Seven of the 13 found houses were now living off the streets. Yes. All these benefits. All these benefits. Through. But the saving, right? Not only were the benefits, but it saved 350000 in the welfare payments, in the uh, well, hospitalisation, uh, policing. Yeah, for all the rationalists out there, you know, yeah. you'd be able to point all those dollars and, and at the same time, God, changing these, those guys' lives, right? Exactly. So the, um, the, the story really... As I say, changed my mind, and uh, I think it's a great example of how this amazing initiative—it could well have been a reality. But these days, most people have not even heard of the concept. Yeah, it's just something that sort of disappeared from our consciousness. Yeah, 
There's a couple of things I like about that story, right? I mean, one of the things that uh, quickly jump out, it's, it's one of my favourite genre of stories, and that is the, the story of the scientific experiment, right? In this case, a couple of scientific experiments. But interleaved in, in that is this nice stuff about surprising political things. You know, the fact that Nixon was a Republican and you sort of ex- expect more of a uh, democratic, suggestion wouldn't you for for, totally. something, for something like that and and for it to have been blocked by the democrats that was very surprising when i first heard it yeah i think too you know because it has that um you know experimentation sort of feel i thought what you brought to which was vital in that is the is the data right so you know you were sort of saying that you know what the percentages were what the numbers were what the dates were all those things are really important parts of that story um just gives it credibility right and with that especially with a a story about scientific experiments you've got to get that right you know you can't wing that sort of go ah maybe it's x right yeah those were the things that i wrote down yes yeah the dates the data yeah right exactly um i think the other thing too is that uh with a you know in terms of things that i like about that story is that it's it's made up of almost like a it's almost like a three, um, I don't know, uh, a three-part story, right? You sort of have, you know, the, the setup story, which is, you know, you and Sarah in the car, and, and it's sort of like an anti-story that you, you know, you sort of throw out there, and then you hear first of all the story of the, of, of the Nixon, you know, situation, and then the data story, you know, like the scientific experiment story, and I think it's a. You know, it's it's actually nicely structured as a result of that. Yeah, I was tossing up whether I should do the Dauphin experiment first, you know, the Canada experiment oh, yeah, first, right. and then bring in the Nixon side of it. Yeah. No, However, I, no, I like it. The, well, I've, I liked it the way it unfolded. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah, so that's uh, a couple of things. What sort of, what of things do you like about that story? Again, relatability in that we all know who Nixon is. Yes. And he's kind of got that, the, that image of, uh, well, contrary to the, the expecta- expectation that he'd be the one proposing a universal basic salary. Yeah, unanticipated. Yeah. So that was one of the things that I liked about it. Certainly one of the surprises I had where I went, what? Yeah. Nixon? So that's one of the things that, that works about it is we, we know Nixon, we, well, most people know Nixon, have expectations about the way he is. Yeah. And it, and it was unexpected. Yeah. No, that's good. It's a, it's a nice, it's got nice elements in it. I think the other thing too is just that, um, yeah, well, the unexpected element of it. I think that's part of it. Uh, I love the unexpected element of the experiment, you know, running for four years or whatever it was, and then uh, the data essentially being lost for 25 years. I mean, just it, it, on one hand, I, I don't find it that surprising. You know, I can imagine government, research does all sorts of weird things like that every now and then um but i did like the fact that the researcher then went looking and took a you know a five years five years to find it two thousand boxes or whatever i mean to me that's uh, that that would be a great find i hope she got a good phd or something out of it i hope so i hope so <laughs> three years of work analyzing that data yeah 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 that's good so tell me where do you think we would be able to use a story like this well when you're encouraging people to really question the fundamental assumptions that we're operating under. Yeah, right. Because for me, the fundamental assumption was, yep, sure, you know, poor, you know, 
being poor it's just a you know it's a choice you know you've got it wrong work harder try harder and it wasn't until i heard that story that that really became apparent to me yes and i'm kind of embarrassed about it well in fact it's not kind of embarrassed i'm embarrassed that i held that view right yeah so it's but if you'd have argued with me rather than told me that story, well, I may not have changed my view. Yeah. Because I was the one who chose to change my view. Well, that's it. You're the only one who can change the view, your own view. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely a nice place to put it. Um, I think anything around the topic of uh, universal basic income. So whenever that comes up, I think that's a you know an important element of it. Um, so you know, anyone talks about the, the pros and cons for it, you can either throw in your weight but you know behind it or if someone's against it, you can actually start to... You've got a lot of data there and, and in a narrative form that's actually very persuasive. Uh, very persuasive. So another way to use it is to encourage people not to, not to shout down ideas too quickly. Yes. Right. Because it's so easy for us, based on our views of the world, to go, no, 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 that won't work. Yeah, I was wondering too, you know, how we've got in politics a very much an us versus them sort of attitude, you know, and it's easy for someone to sort of say, oh, that's how it's always been, you know. Oh, we're always, you know, sort of, it's always us versus them, left versus right or whatever. But this is an example where both sides of the house essentially had come together on an idea that was so close to being put into into practice. Um and in some ways, he had one just asking a little bit too much or almost getting a little greedy on it, you know, that yeah. wanted to... So maybe there's a, a lesson in there as well. Yeah, the one of the reports that I, I read basically said they were looking at three areas. They were testing, you know, would this work? So can we afford it was the first question. Second, which was a yes, by the way, because the thing actually pays for itself. Will it work? Well, yes, it does work. And is it politically feasible? Well, the only one it failed on was that being politically feasible. Right. Yeah. And so hopefully that creates the opportunity for us to review that with a different political environment. Yeah. It becomes an ideology sort of uh, discussion, doesn't it? Yeah. Which is a bit sad. Yeah. But to have something that really is a democratic idea being put forward by the Republicans and showing that bilateralism, that's, that's a... It gives me great hope that this is achievable. Yeah, and that's true. Okay, so uh, let's just have a chat about what would we give this? Uh, The ratings. Well, so I told the story. So what would you give that as a rating? I would give that, uh, let me think. I'm thinking I'd give it a seven and a half. Seven and a half, all right. We're going the halves. Going Do you want to house. unpack that a little bit? Well, I was going to go seven three quarters. Oh, no, no. Wow. What? Well, the reason I said seven and a half is that I can imagine myself sharing it, but I don't know if I can actually nail all the data. I feel it might be a, a bit harder for me to tell that story. Yeah. So that was my only sort of niggle in the back of my head. If if for really to land it. Do I need to have all the, the dates and the data and everything? Probably not. I mean, you'd probably get a still a relatively okay version uh, if you didn't do all those things, but it wouldn't be as powerful as the version you told, right? 
Yeah, I originally originally was going to give it a seven, but after that conversation, I'm going to give it an eight because I definitely can see myself using it, and I do think there is a, a, a more concise, simpler to tell version that is more lo- more likely for me to use. Right. Yeah, it's sort of like that version when you're in the pub and someone says, uh, "Yeah, universal basic income." I mean, God, what a laugh, eh? Yeah. And you can you can almost do the three minute. Yep. You know, 1,200 economists, uh, Nixon put it through Senate twice. Uh, yeah. And by the way, there's this experiment in Canada that yeah. showed this. That's right. You know, and you, you throw those sort of things in and you probably, you don't have to go through all the, those minute detail. Indeed. In fact, if we thought about how to do that story, how to, that story to be even better is to have a one minute, or maybe a two minute version Yeah. as well. So yeah, that yeah. longer version that I told, but also a two minute version. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be good. Yeah. Fantastic. Rightio. Well, I think that's where we should wrap things up. Um, Great having everyone on board again. Thanks again for listening to Anecdotally Speaking. And, of course, tune in next week. Always got a new one coming along, another episode on how to put your stories to work.